Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. A Biblical Understanding of Relationships The last time we met, we talked about the church. We were not talking about the structure or the building, but rather we were talking about the composition of persons who are part of a unit of humans who have become children of God and they have formed this thing called a church. We talked about the fundamental things that should go on within the church. We said that your church should have people who teach you from the word of God what you need to know, not made up stuff, but from the word of God. We said that your church should provide fellowship, that we get to know each other and care for each other and enjoy being among each other's company. We said that your church should practice communion or breaking of bread because together we are celebrating the death of Jesus. Finally, we said that your church should make prayer an integral part of the life of the church. Today we are going to talk about how we as members of the church should behave towards each other. In other words, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the piece of scripture that we are going to look at, gives us a model of how we should get along while being a part of the church. I'm speaking specifically of Philippians 2 verses 1 through 11. So let us dive into the passage that some of us might already be familiar with. He starts off by stating clearly that if we say that we are united to Christ, which we are, then we need to understand Christ. Before we go any further, he is talking to the two groups of persons in the church, the leaders and those who are led. He speaks to us and says that the, both groups, both groups should adopt this model that he is about to lay down. He lays down one principle that he goes to great lengths to help us to understand. He talks about the principle of loving one another, meaning the two groups and the persons within each group must love one another. Leaders must love those who they are leading and those who are being led must love the leaders. And whether you are in the leaders group or the group that is led, love the people within your group. Love one another. This is where he goes deep into the concept. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Philippians 2 and verse 5. He cleans the slate because now he is going to show us a film clip. This is Jesus, the real Jesus who saved you. Learn him in the context of how he came into relationship with us. Paul says that Jesus was by nature God, or stated another way, Jesus was God. We know that, right? Well, I don't know. So Paul says that when you think of God, the king, the creator, the one who has the whole world in his hands, that is Jesus as well. So Jesus and God are equal. Jesus willingly stepped away from that position as God, stepped away from the status that God has. Jesus took a break from being God in heaven and he did that willingly. 
Jesus was not forced to come. He chose to come. When we read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, do not for one moment think that God the Father made Jesus come to earth against his will. Jesus came willingly, knowing full well what was going to happen. Remember that Paul wants us to be like Christ in our relationship. So this is why he has us studying Jesus. So Jesus came to earth as a servant. There are two classes of people, those who are served and those who serve. The latter group consists of, is the lower of the two, the servants. Jesus not only became a human, laying aside his God nature, but he became a servant which means that he was coming to serve. He was not coming as a member of the ruling class in society, but he was coming as a member of the whole human race. When the word became flesh, when God became human, he came as a servant. Because <laughs> just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to his life a ransom for many. Matthew 20 and verse 28. Jesus, who was God and equal with God, became man. Huge step down. He came and embraced the role of a servant because his mission was to serve, not to be served. Can you therefore understand that Jesus became the model of humility? It doesn't get more humble than Jesus. That Jesus was on a mission not to benefit himself, but for the benefit of the human race. Humility does not get any more humble than that. <laughs> that humility dictated that he subjected himself to death, but not just any kind of death. Jesus was so humble that he fully accepted or allowed himself to be crucified. Let me die like a criminal. He became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Pause right here, please. Why? Why did Jesus lay aside his God position and status and become a human? Why did he choose to become a servant rather than be served in a manner like when he was back in heaven? Why did he allow himself to die on an old rugged cross, the death that was reserved for criminals? Because he came to serve us. Jesus came to give his life so that we who needed to be saved but could not save ourselves. He came to save you and me to give us eternal life. I just need to stop right there and take it all in. He did that for me. He really went to such low depth so that I can become a child of God. That is love, my friend. That is incomparable love. That is the greatest love of all. So what is this passage saying to us? 
in your relationships with other Christians, in your church community, do not do things for selfish gains, whether you're a leader or you're being led. Don't feed the poor because you want to get an award for kindness. Don't visit the sick or those in prison. Don't teach Sunday school or become an usher because you want people to speak well of you. Do what you do because you love people and you are putting their interests above yourself. Oh, the passage ended by telling us that as a result of how Jesus showed love, in humility, that God the Father honored him by giving him maximum top-level significance to his name. There is no other name in the whole universe and beyond that is more powerful than the name of Jesus. When you serve others unselfishly, God will honor you. So, church folks, let us love one another like how Jesus loved us.